0: It's your boy, Little Biscuits, <laughs> and welcome to another it's your episode, girl, Big Biscuits. Big Biscuits, and uh, this is Nerd Herder, I think. Is it? I don't know. I'm tired.
1: This is something, my dude.
0: Um, yeah, welcome back to another episode, Nerd Herder. Uh, I am your herder, John Wayne.
1: I'm I'm sticking with it. I'm Big Biscuits. There you go. All you right. are Big
0: Biscuits from now and forever. So um, me and me and Big Biscuits here <laughs> are. Uh, Here to chat about what everybody else is kind of chatting about, what has taken the internet and the nerds of Star Wars by storm.
1: Lady Dimitrescu.
0: Dad Batch. Yes, (laughs) that too. Whether it's dads or moms, the the internet's talking about somebody.
1: They're going to step on you one way or the other. (laughs) Right. It does not matter. Um, Happy Mother's Day. So, uh, no, yeah, Bad
0: Batch uh, released recently. Uh, You may have heard about it. It happened on a Tuesday. Just an ordinary yeah. Tuesday. like what the heck, man? Well, <laughs> May 4th. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was the joke. Every day um, is Star Wars Day. Ev- exactly. When every day is Star Wars Day, you just don't think about it. When every day is no. the Lord's Day, you just don't really care about figgy pudding, you know? <laughs> so. My
1: pudding is so figgy. Like, you, you don't even understand, man.
0: Um, but yeah, it released, we did get also a um, second episode uh, Friday, but we're, yes, we're, we're just planning to talk about uh, our first episode, mostly because we were caught off guard by the second episode releasing.
1: Yeah, actually. Happy
0: for it. You're shaking the table.
1: Oh,
0: sorry. <laughs> I didn't have a way of signaling you quietly. so Just kick me. I tried. I could not find your legs. <laughs>
1: right here.
0: And also that's annoying. <laughs> Just yeah, footsie. It's distracting.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Um. You're I should, off I, guard. should a, I should have finished I should have okay. finished. You caught off guard.
1: You were caught off guard by the second episode.
0: Yeah. We'll we'll never argue with uh, more Star Wars content though. No. Um. But uh. Yeah. So we're just planning to talk about the first episode and then um. In August, uh, when the series ends after 16 episodes, I believe mm-hmm. is what the internet tells me. Um, then we'll talk about the whole show. Um, we weren't sure if we would do that originally, but the first couple of episodes said yes, uh, <laughs> that we would have plenty to talk about. Uh, and it would be very much worth talking about when uh, we have all of the content together. So, mm-hmm. uh, But yeah, with, with an, the next new show, um, and with it being something near and dear to us, like Clone Wars, We wanted to definitely give some time to chat about it, just like everybody else is doing. Um, But we're doing it our way.
1: Your ears are very (laughs) distressing.
0: They're so wobbly. I love it. That's my hoodie. If this is an audio-only format, here, let me help you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to your sheepy friend. That was my ear. Um, there will be an image on Twitter I'm sure that'll that'll uh, indicate what we're talking about. Oh, if not just is
1: being uploaded. I'd tonight. love to
0: know what's in your head right now what you think is happening because it's definitely not that. Um, so yeah so uh, Dad batch as many people are affectionately calling it mm-hmm. um, kicked off pretty pretty big big guns
1: Ooh, big guns. Um,
0: we've got it in canon. 70 minute uh, episode to show off uh, and acquaint us with where we are at. Uh, and I was yeah you kind of just alluded to it but I was surprised where we were dropped off um this is not my school <laughs> this is not where I was told <laughs> this is to not go my beautiful I house. need an adult
1: <laughs> Deva Balaba is my beautiful wife oh so. yeah
0: but like the yeah I don't know I just I don't know what I expected but it wasn't to be dropped right in the middle of um yeah. or r- right before order 66 um I figured we would just jump in like it's all yeah. done already um I think getting this perspective was interesting, though.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I loved seeing baby Kanan always with his 30-year-old man voice. But, like, that's... It's not a big deal. It's not a deal It's only a, It's only a
0: deal if you make it a deal. I yeah. thought it was great. I thought it was funny. Who else are you going to get? What else are you going to do? It sounded fine. I know plenty of 13-year-olds that sound like that. So, yes. <laughs> like,
1: um, I mean, come on. I think you had a much bigger reaction to the change um, of Deppa's death than I did. Yeah, I
0: mean, I guess I, I don't know what else to talk about, so I guess, yeah, let's just jump right into the episode um, yeah. af- aftermath. And, and um, you know, it it's titled in a way that it indicates what we're dealing with is that we're not just jumping in behind the events of Episode 3 and Order 66. We're mm-hmm. experiencing them and what it's, what it's going to do to our characters, which I think is a better way to do it than what I expected of where we're just going to jump in, and oh, Order 66 happened over there. Yeah. I guess part of me expected that because Bad Batch being new characters, where do they fit in? Who, where, where would they be? They don't serve a single Jedi general. They're very independent, so how would that work? And this kind of does a good bit of explaining of why a <coughs> Special Forces uh, group of clones would be um, in the thick of Order 66 and everything. But... Um, Yeah, so we jump in on the Planet Caller um, with uh, Depa Balaba and Kanan, um, or Caleb Doom at this point. He has not gotten his new name. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, their commander, Gray. um, All things that are from the story, Kanan First Blood, um, or or the last Padawan. Um, Both of those comics exist and stories exist, and they have for quite some time. That's actually some of the first comics they did. In relation to rebels um when some of that backstory was introduced Mm -hmm. Uh, it was done by craig wiseman i believe um i i love it it's two great books um and i highly recommend people check it out but because i had read them and i reread them again after watching this um, yeah it was very much I, i was instantly oh they're changing things um like not maybe as harsh as a lot of people but definitely yeah um the first few minutes or at the the first time was hard to uh like experience experience I was kind of, I was kind of very much just taken out of it by by that how much I was catching was yeah familiar but not right quote unquote so yeah. but whereas you have no point of reference for that so I
1: barely know what's going on at any point in time so <laughs> yeah like I I know that you had told me before that this you know this is how this goes down but i it wasn't like sticking in my mind i i was able to experience it as a newborn baby just like oh this is gonna break my heart for the rest of my life <laughs> and i immediately thought is connor okay uh Deba banana on twitter oh yeah, if you know like, oh, yeah. i feel so bad internet's so biggest
0: <laughs> Deba balaba fan yeah um yeah, I mean it. Well, it's one of those hard things in general. Like you want to see these big moments of big characters, but at the same time, it it comes with emotion. Yeah. Um, you know, I hate that this is the one moment we really get of characterization with Depa Balaba. So, yeah. So um, that's also why the the comics are still important because we do get more of that and everything. But she's still you know super I, cool. I, I would love so much more. I would I would love a lot more from mm-hmm. that character because she's so interesting. Um, and then what they've done with her character um, through the canon comics retroactively, mm-hmm. uh, you know, have added so much more to to her. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if this is cool, and and I hope that it it kind of ignites this passion and interest for the character and people, so that we get more. I mean, I, yeah. I I'd love that.
1: I think it's so much to say for the character that her first thought was to tell Caleb, "Go, run. Don't yeah. don't try and fight. Just run." Mm-hmm. Um, and I. She's such a mom. I yeah. love that about
0: Deppa so much. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I can't say enough. Read the, the Canon comics. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on Comixology if you're into digital stuff. If you can't find it in print, which would be probably hard to find. It's been out for uh, a few years now. Yeah. Um and and it's very much one of those things where it just it it works both ways. So, um, like I said, they were on the planet collar. It was obviously Caleb and Deppa. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I believe it was Captain Grey and Commander Stiles. They got rid of Styles, but it was two clones, really. Because one of the cruxes of the story, to not give too many spoilers, but is one is much more crosshairs, whereas the other is much more hunter. And so there was meant to be two clones that both had the same perspective of serving beside these Jedi, but reacted differently. Yeah. So, but they don't need that story. Bad, yeah. The Bad Batch characters serve that story. Now, um, Commander Grey does survive, as he does in the comics. Um, Styles doesn't exist, but he could be there. Um, so it still works, um, in my opinion. E- everything that matters to Kanan's story, to Caleb's story, uh, post-Order 66, and that happens in the comics, yeah. is fully intact. And so I think that's part of the conversation around this for anyone who's read the comics seen this and it's like it's different. The main thing is the end story the same at what he does after this who he meets and how he grows still happen this doesn't change the um, quote unquote important stuff The order 66 scene the differences really are just a matter of um, emotion. So like the one in the Caleb comics like I said they're focusing on these two particular, Clone characters. So the importance comes from these characters that have served together having a sudden moment of, of change. In this one, the focus isn't on Gray and Styles. Um, and I mean, the, the focus is all on both Deppa and, and Caleb. Yeah. It's just the clone focus. So the Order 66 moment is the m- major change, but it's still happens the same for the, for the most part like it's different but it's not that different yeah um i, I get the frustration of like do, like do does it only matter if it's in the in you know, on screen mhm um which does, is
1: an argument that's been happening for years
0: yeah like i don't feel like there's enough evidence that they throw out books and comics to say that Mm -hmm. Um, I I think there's more evidence where they've actually used those as references. I think it just came down to what they wanted to do. Yeah. Um, You know, and I mean, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You know, these are characters created by Filoni. He had creative choice of how he brought them forward uh, in this new story. And, you know, I feel like the story team was like, well, Order 66 still happens. These are the things that have to stay the same. There you go. Like, you know, um, I, I just don't think it matters that much. I get the frustration, though. I, I think it's, it definitely took me some time to deal with, but, you know, it, it, because the main point... And, and, and when you go back and, and, I again, read the comics, they're cheap on Comicsology. when you read it, you start to realize how little this actually has to do with that story. It's not yeah. the story of Order 66. It's the story of what happens to Kanan after Order 66 which still, to my opinion, happens. So, I, I mean, think we still get it.
1: Yeah, we get context to a character, mm-hmm. which in both mediums is done extraordinarily well. I don't think either story is more important than the other, honestly. It's like seeing a different perspective of the same story you've heard a thousand times. Like mm-hmm. it, which I don't think I'll ever recover emotionally from Order 66. Right. So, I don't think it's becoming stale personally. <laughs> Right. Um but like yeah. I I cry every Tim.
0: <laughs> yes, every Tim. Every Tim. Um so yeah, so like I said, the main points get get across where we're on collar, we've got Deppa, we've got Caleb, and we've got yeah. Commander Gray. They're backed up and um our lovely uh clone force ninety nine shows up to save them. Um, which force. puts them in proximity. Like I said, I, they don't really serve with a Jedi, so it, they would have never experienced Order 66 like other clones. So this is the way to kind of accommodate that is to yeah. put them there. Um, what I, I like is just how um, subtly they go about like, hey, they're not normal. Mm-hmm. Um, because just I, I, they, they don't really regard what's happening uh, like the rest of the clones do. Um, you know, obviously Commander Styles gets the the beacon from Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, Commander Styles, Commander Gray. Sorry, they're they're very interchangeable. <laughs> <laughs> they're um, clones. They're not, but they are. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I get for reading the comic. They're
1: the same person twice. Which again, it's
0: one of those things where it's just like Commander Cody. You know, Commander Gray, Commander Bacara, Commander Neil, like. Did did you really have to do that? First of all, you only call the commander and yeah. then all the other ones just follow. So it's like, also, did you have to
1: do that? Yeah, like did he have to call everyone? That's what like, I'm saying individually. Like, Couldn't there have been like a conference function For
0: or... first of all, yeah. Like I like I mean, there is no way even a clone commander would be like Yeah, like yeah, if the if the commander in chief talks to you, you talk back. But it's yeah. one of those things where it's like, wait, like why am I why am I getting a call? From Palpatine, yeah, like it. That doesn't make sense. They should. It should have been just a general thing. Yeah. But at the same there, time, it's also like a
1: switch gets flipped. Yeah, like that's what I was thinking. Is that it? It would have been. It would have made a little bit more sense to me if like there was a switch on Kamino that they which, just sort of flipped, and they're like, oh, which yep, it really phones.
0: seems like there there is, and we'll we'll get into that. So, but um, yeah. So whereas originally. Um, same essence where Depp is facing off the clones tells Caleb to run. He runs. Um, that's still there. It's just that Bad Batch follow him in yeah. this show and hunt because essentially everyone um, is kind of as confused as he is, except for the little moments with Crosshair. Yeah, that kind of show where he's maybe a, m- a bit more abrasive than he normally is. And that's what I say, I like the subtleness of it, because you almost think, oh, Bad Batch, they're going to be the good ones, they're going to be safe, and, and all this, and then within their own ranks, it it gets uncertain, because it's just like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. Uh, it's like when any other clone you know um, follows orders, and it's just like, yeah. like
1: It's I, an elevation of what we saw in Season Seven,
0: four? four?
1: Season 4, where uh, when... Oh, man, what, what's the clone's name? I don't remember. The one that uh, kills the Jedi Master way before it's time. Uh, Tup, I believe. Yeah.
0: That's six. That's six? Season six, yeah, because that's the Lost Correct. Missions, um, uh, because that's five character arc episodes. um, Yeah, right, where we get that good soldiers follow orders thing yes. again, and it almost makes me wonder, you know, again, that metaphorical switch, it, it almost puts them in a place of PTSD where that's just on repeat in their yeah. head, and that just becomes their only motivator is good soldiers, followers, good soldiers, followers. Yeah. And it's just like... It's a bad motivator. Because all their character drains away. Um, yeah. You know, we see that when they get back to Camino. We see that in the next episode, um, Cut and Run. We see it throughout where it's just like, they are not the same. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, Order 66, and... Again, the Canon comics are great for this because um, Commander Grey or Captain Grey, whatever he was in that, um, even talks about, like, Kanan triggers his memory. And, like, it's like, wait, why do you need help remembering that? You were, you were there. You lived that. Yeah. Like, it it's so interesting and weird. And I just, it's like midi chlorians I wish they would just nut up and talk about it. Exactly. Like, I just, like... Get brave and, and tell about the weird stuff.
1: Yeah. Like, I think a case could be made for relationship is that that has a lot to do with good soldiers follow orders, uh, a clone can fight against programming. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's exactly what happened with Rex and Ahsoka. Absolutely. Rex saw his friend in front of him right. instead of seeing his commander. And,
0: and, and, and that's what you see in the canon comics, too. So that, like, again, that's comics informing yeah. the show... Um, because the comics came first. So it's that yeah. same thing of, it's not unfounded that in in that moment they could kind of be pulled back. Yeah. But what are they getting pulled back from? Do you
1: think that that's why the Wolf Pack didn't fight against their programming with Plo? They couldn't see him? He was in a ship?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I don't know. I, I don't want to emphasize it too much on, well, it, the... the the Jedi makes the clones cut because yeah, like Plo loved his boys. He did. So like it, it, as much reason that Rex would have to not turn on Ahsoka, I feel like, you know, Wolf should have with Plo.
1: Dude, um, I would die if that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, like... I can
0: I can understand uh Sakura. <laughs> I can understand <laughs> oh, Keati Mundi. Um yeah. you know, I can I can get that. But, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know what it is. And, and, and yeah. that's why the only thing I can really as- associate it with, and I know it's not the right phrase because it's not post-anything. It's pre-traumatic stress disorder or something. Like, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where it's, like, so dissociative that it pulls the, them out of who they are.
1: Dissociative identity disorder. Yeah, like, that's it, it immediately
0: know. imprints them with a whole new copy-paste identity. Mm-hmm. they aren't Rex, they aren't Wolf, they are CT, whatever their number
1: is. Yeah. which dissociation is terrifying. If well yeah,
0: like, like it's something anyone can experience on a, a regular basis, but like trauma yeah. is something that does yeah. that, and so it's almost like they're biologically conditioned to experience a moment of trauma that completely turns them yep. into whatever their creator wants. It's Again, it's such an interesting thing. It's right up there with Clorians that I, I just think it's so fascinating and so unexplored. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caleb does get away. That's supposed to happen. Yeah. If you want to know what happens from there, read the canon comics. I'm going to sound repetitive, but it's really good. We're going to
1: make you read.
0: It's two volumes, so it's not that extensive. It'll take maybe an hour to read all of it. I know that makes it sound like, well, that's not that big of a deal. It's, it's good reading. I mean, comics, they aren't long. I mean... It just is what it is. That's why you get hundreds of them. Yes. Um, But yeah, so we do get those signs on Collar that Crosshair maybe is a little bit more obedient than the rest of them. Yeah. Um, I thought this played on an interesting thing because I I did not think of, well, why would they start following orders now? You know, like, makes sense. I still wish we would have gotten our Jedi Hunters. But, you know, I guess...
1: we got a I, Jedi hunter.
0: Maybe I mean right now he's the Bad Batch hunter, so we'll talk about that. But um, oh yeah. I, I love seeing him back on Kamino. I thought that was, I thought that was nice. Um, yeah,
1: I like the Kaminoans.
0: Yeah, any anything there where it's a hundred percent clone uh, economy, clone you know ecosystem. Yeah, is interesting to me because like we see them through the lens of their Jedi so much and through action so much. To see them as just people like this yeah. is very, very interesting.
1: I mean, even just seeing uh, the Bad Batch, their rooms, like, that that was a nice moment. Mm-hmm. Like, it it really shows how when, comfortable they are.
0: Yeah, and when that shows again, like, they have rooms there. Like, their home base is there. They get their missions there. They don't mm-hmm. have anyone they're tied to. So, it, 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 it's all these things that, when you start to unravel it, all start to make sense. Um in the bigger story. Um, but, so again, we talked about it with how things get off when Order 66 happens. You feel it as soon as they get back yeah. to Camino.
1: I, personally, I love the reversal of, like, they went from having this intricately painted uh, armor mm-hmm. to being shiny again. Mm-hmm. Like, they well, all reverted back to Tamara Morrison. <laughs> right, Well and I think two. you really
0: see that in Cut and Run. Because you see, just normal clones, like there, yeah. there was no no such time when you would just see normal clones just out and about. Like if they were somewhere, if they were assigned, they were with a battalion. That battalion had a sign. Um, whereas, it, it kind of makes sense that they're shinies here, yeah, because uh, it's Camino. Yeah,
1: um,
0: but the only difference you see are the shock troopers, um, which are are coruscant guard, which. Are the most elite and most obedient. I mean, we see that from Commander Fox um, for sure. Fox. You know, I almost feel like they had a pre Order 66 because they, to be that hyper obedient, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, it would make sense to me that they were more conditioned for obedience. I agree. Being that close to the, um, the well, now Emperor, then Chancellor. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they do something I greatly appreciate in animated stuff where. Um, I loved it in Resistance when we got Hux's speech um, when Starkiller fired um, on the New Republic. Uh, we get the speech from Palpatine here. Yes. Uh, and, and yeah, people have been talking about it. It's worth mentioning. Yeah, we get uh, animated scenes from Return or Revenge of the Sith in the beginning that look so good. Oh, they look fantastic. Um, I, I love when they do stuff like that where it brings the two worlds together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, no matter what we do, they're still separate because of the, the medium of mm-hmm. live action and animation. So to blend it together of here's a moment you know in a style that you're currently experiencing. I like that. Same way yeah. the reverse, I like I, I we shared um, great art from um someone we follow, but anytime people take clones and and make them Tamara Morrison, like I love that. I yeah. love seeing Tamara Morrison's face on, you know, unique clone armor or seeing um, the, the the Bad Batch made to look more like Tamara Morrison. Yeah. Because animation only does so much.
1: We need to commission a fives portrait from them. <laughs>
0: right? Like, seriously. Um, so, yeah, I, I love the blending, and, and it's yeah. more of what we got in episode seven, or uh, season seven as well, of that you start to feel like things are happening together. Yeah. Not that we're um, happening over here, and then we're, you know, we're, Here's the Clone Wars, and then our next stop is Revenge of the Sith. No, you feel like, yeah. no, this is the same story. This is together.
1: Yeah, and I think Star Wars does such a fantastic job of that, is telling a unique story that's, a very, that's happening in a story that you already know, mm-hmm. but from a different perspective. That is one of my favorite things about the Star Wars universe, is that we know the overarching story. We know what's happening yeah. when, but we don't know the little pockets of the universe that they're happening.
0: Well, and it's um it's an onion of stories. And and though what I'll say is we don't know what's happening. No,
1: we don't. And that's
0: what's exciting about Bad Batch is because we have no point of reference where they end up, what happens to them, who they run into. So it's actually one of the first times we've got open possibilities. Yeah. Um, it's not building up towards episode four. It's not building towards uh, any anything. It's mm-hmm. just being what it is, and I think that's exciting and cool because we have so much of Star Wars that's in between, and so you're always referencing it against, well, it's so long after this one, so this should happen, and then they've got to get to this eventually, so yeah. two seasons from now, you know who's going to show up, and it's like, it just feels like it, it. you might not know the details, but it's expected. Yeah. This it's an open game. It's like uh, it's it's like the Mandalorian, where it's just this w- little part of the galaxy of stories, where it's just so unique and independent. Yeah,
1: we know what's going to happen. We know what has happened, but we don't know what's happening.
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, and then um, pretty uh, immediately they meet our new favorite member of Bad Batch, Omega. <sighs> Um Omega. So this is a start, this isn't that was more Australian than anything, which is just Southern New Zealander, I think. Wow. So <laughs> um what so this is an interesting thing, okay? So she says Omega. Everyone else says Omega. Is it right yeah. the way she says it because of but but she says it that way because of her accent. I
1: think it's Omega.
0: I think it's Omega. I think that's just her accent. Yeah. But it's so much cuter. It's so
1: cute.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, like that one, like She's anything she does is amazing. And She's just, It's precious. I, she can do no wrong.
1: I was thinking about that earlier today. It was like Star Wars does such a fantastic job of making the mundane incredible. Yeah. And like she is so delightful. Yeah. Well, and that's what I character. mean. It's like
0: they, they really, it's it's baby Yoda syndrome where it's, it's just this thing of, like, they're instantly just so precious and likable and interesting. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I mean, I know it's not just because they're kids. It's because I've seen horrible children. They're scary. But, like, something magical happens where it's just, like, you want to protect yeah. them. You you understand why the main dad characters make the choices they make because that is a precious person that must be protected at yeah. all costs.
1: It's the Brooklyn 99 thing. <laughs> I've only had Omega for 24 hours, but right. I would kill and die for her. Exactly.
0: Um, so she is amazing, and we do get the reveal later of um, her she's a she's a defect. She's a clone, which I think is very interesting. Defect. Yeah, in the, in the canon sense, that's how they would label her. Yes. She's different. Um, I, I she think built I in. like that. I like that more than just some random kid running around. And yes. no, I didn't think instantly that she was a clone. It makes because sense. Because I'm an idiot. <laughs> it does make sense. That's why I'm an idiot. Because I'm just it's like, okay. wait, she was a clone all along. Half the internet's already said it for 24 hours. Like, I'm an idiot. But either way, I like it. Um, yeah. You know, I want to know more about that. Because that's a very unique and I'm going to use a word, but I don't mean it in a negative sense. But that's a very unique mutation to the DNA. Uh, like, I can almost get how you would get malformed characters like Clone Force 99. Yeah. Getting omega it's, it's unique. It's it's special. And, and I think that's she what adds special. to her character. Um, you think I'm overselling this for the internet. I'm not. I just love her. No, she's a baby. <laughs> we love her dearly. Um, Tarkin shows up. They waste no time getting very imperial on us. Of course. Um, Stephen Stanton doing another great job as Tarkin. Dang, I do appreciate Stephen it. Stephen
1: Stanton.
0: Um, we get a, uh, perfect little, um, uh, food fight sequence yes. there. I love the just classic, like, uh, breakfast club thing where it's just like, yes. you want to sit with us? Like, that's such a high school thing. Like, Dude. Y'all have the, probably the highest kill record, highest success mission. Like y'all are awesome. Y'all are y'all should be celebrities. Yes. More people should want to sit with you. This should not be weird. <laughs> like I, it's just one of those things where it's like they yeah. they're trying to make them outcasts so much that it doesn't make sense where it's just like wait, but y'all are actually cool. It's <laughs> like um it's like Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker. Why are you a nerd and why are you bullied? Yeah. Because you're fantastic. <laughs> yeah,
1: actually, I—that's what's so unbelievable with him about as Peter Parker. Right, you're—you
0: like, are. No one's bullying you're, you're you. You're
1: cool. Shut all up. All the girls want to date you. You can drive a, You can drive. You can ride a skateboard. Right? Peter Parker. All Shut the, up. All the girls
0: want to get dropped by you. <laughs> um. Any. So anyway, I just thought it was so hilarious. Um. Uh, I can't say much more than it's an entertaining. Uh, I love uh, scene.
1: Crosshair just absolutely. Oh, so being I have negative. to say.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, and I have to say with that, so part of that starts off with uh, Wrecker. So, and yeah. I, we haven't really talked about oh. characters here. So, I, I feel like let's take a time out and talk about yes. characters. I did not like Wrecker in season seven.
1: I okay. thought he was
0: just, you know, he was the generic, big, dumb, and strong character. I didn't think there was anything fun about him compared to the others. Like, yeah, he's got powers, but he's not characterized. Um,. I attribute that now to the fact that those episodes were probably six five or six years old yeah by the time they finally got animated to season seven, they'd already been done. Mm-hmm. So I'm almost glad we didn't get more of that because with time, you know with um, over 10 years under their belt, they've been able to really develop as writers and character creators and so I think that, creating Bad Batch in 2021 is where they should exist. I agree. It's one of those things where I do think they're like, it's very, very rare in storytelling and filmmaking and animation where you get where, no, they were supposed to exist. It was supposed to happen here, now, and this is the definitive version. Because we're so used to things getting repeated and, and redone and reintroduced. So it's this idea of there's no way that you're telling me this movie could only be successful and good and happen right now. Because there's this idea of, like, no, give it 10 years, they'll make the same story with more money, and it'll be even funnier. And it's like, you know, we expect that it can exist anywhere. Yeah. But I think this story succeeds and is good here and now because of all the contributing factors of how much Clone Wars that the writers have gotten to do animation-wise, what they've been able to develop and everything. I agree. So that, that tangent aside, I think that, we really are getting very, to different degrees, getting different characters. I think Wrecker more than any of them. But, I agree. But I, I, think they're different than they would have been originally.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think uh, Hunter would have just been Solid Snake. For,
0: like, yeah, his well, and career. that's the thing is, like, even him, he's more interesting here. Yeah. He's not just cool guy with cool mullet. Dude, and, what? you know? He's not just Rambo. What makes Hunter oh, my God. cool? <laughs> it's not even
1: Sorry. Doing uh, Go ahead. What makes Hunter cool is the dad part of him. Like, I knew you'd say that. You can immediately see compassion. You can immediately well, see preservation. You see
0: leadership. You don't just yes. see I'm I'm tough and gruff and I look cool yes. so I'm the leader. Father you, you get characterization of there's a reason why they would follow him. There's a reason yeah. why he's in charge. Um, even Tech, he's not just nerdy he's snarky like he knows he's smarter than everyone and he tells you that like i like that i I Mm -hmm. like that we're getting more development with only having so little to do with these characters and again it's because although we're only getting this much so you know a little bit the creators have been working with these characters for forever like Mm -hmm. since they were originally created so they've had years to develop and say well maybe maybe it wouldn't have been that cool if we did it this way
1: yeah i mean and like with wrecker like he has Fezzik syndrome where he is just this big sweetheart. Yeah who just oh yeah. wants everyone to be okay. And
0: and here's the thing. You can list me like twenty different characters that do the same thing. I don't care. He's still precious. He's got Lula. I, it works. It's so much better than just let me punch it. Yeah. Like we even get moments where it's not even just let me punch it. No no. There is a science to his punching. Yes. Like the like I love stuff like that where I'm big and brutish, but there's a point. Like, it matters. Like, it's so much more interesting. I fully agree. And then even Crosshair. He's not just gruff and outsiderish because he's the lone wolf and sniper. That's very generic. No, it's because actually he's got some more of the programming, the clone programming, than any of his brothers. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense why he would be a little bit more rigid and all this other stuff. And they play on that for uh, the way this ends on the cliffhanger that he... Stays behind. He choose... Well... He doesn't choose. I don't know that he... Yeah, I don't know that he would have if there wasn't the outside influence of Tarkin. But ultimately, he's easily manipulated into choosing... Yeah. ...to stay. I If that makes sense.
1: I agree. Like, I I think they're... It would be not as interesting of a story if we didn't have that conflict of, like, everyone else is going this way. Why aren't you? Like-
0: yeah, well, and it's more int- it gives them more dynamic because now there's a credible threat hunting them. Like, yes. normal clones versus Bad Batch,
1: they can handle
0: it. It's fine. They would need to send an uh, Acolyte or something, which they don't have right now. Yeah. So what else do you do than use one of their own against them?
1: It's yep. it's good start storytelling. It's good. If Hunter is Solid Snake, Crosshair is Revolver also lot. <laughs> which makes no sense to you who has never played nope. A Solid.
0: Nope. 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 Metal Gear Solid um, games. And then of course Echo's Echo. I don't feel like there's Echoes much more you can do with like I, I feel I like was, he's he's interesting because he's interesting. Echo. I yeah.
1: Love him. I love him so much. I I love all of my good boys from Domino Squadron, and I just and he's the last he's, one. Oh, it's
0: sad, but it's it's come such a long way. And that's what's interesting about, you know, they get the training sequence yeah. where they kind of get tested and everything. And that's the same uh, war room, you know, that the the rookies fight in yeah. uh, when we first meet them and everything. You know, it's, it's those moments where you, you almost forget what's changed.
1: Yeah. Uh, but
0: Tarkin is ever the face of change and that this is not what it once was. And that's what's interesting is, I mean, a day... Maybe two after Order 66, and Tarkin showing up just like, Yeah, we might need to shut down this clone production. Even Lama Su is like, You know, you're gonna need clones, you're gonna need troops for this, and mm-hmm. everything. So it's like, You know, how quickly they were just like, Yep, yeah, nope, all threats are, are taken care of. We don't need obedient we'll soldiers anymore.
1: Yeah, which I, a benefit to watching Bombad Thursdays, um, Bombad. Bombadcast, follow the boyos. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Scotty brought up a fantastic point, a theory that he uh, had heard, Mm -hmm. where there's a reason that they probably wouldn't want to be spending money on the clones. They were going to be putting that money towards the Death Star.
0: I mean, that's fair. Which is dope. You know, in in the comics, it takes them a while because it's actually jump-started by uh, a a biopathogen. So, uh, when you have someone who's cloned a million times, you only have to figure out what could kill that one man a million times. And so, it was stuff like that where they were like, they were too susceptible. Like, if you put two different people in a room, give them strawberries, one will react differently. Bullets seem to work. (laughs) Right. Well, true. But, you know, it's not about killing. It's about killing in mass quantity. So, if you, you don't want to trust that a pathogen is going to kill everyone the same. I mean in real life coronavirus affects people very differently we don't know why imagine if it was just a million of the same person it would all affect the same way it would all end in death so it was this idea of well if we just you know fill our ranks with you know anyone and just train them then we at least up our chances of not being affected by, you know, bioweapons yeah. and such. So
1: If Jango Fett was allergic to peanuts, but that I, would
0: suck. I think that, you know, that's the, the perspective of the Empire is it's just, it, it's all of that. All of that is happening at the same time. They're, they're looking at cutting costs. They're looking at um, uh, improving efficiency. Um, and, you know, so I, it's not like they're getting rid of the clones. They're keeping who's there. It's just that they're not making any more. Uh, But I also think it's actually a brilliant plan to, you know, create this um, idea of the empire that you want to join. You know, the idea of the Imperial Academy is actually super uh, interesting and both super insidious because it's the idea of you feel like you're giving back and you're contributing to justice and peace when, in fact, you're destroying justice and peace by contributing to a fascist system. So it's like this interesting thing where you – you invite people to enslave themselves. Yeah. It's really weird. So it's like, it's it's one of those things where it's like, that is very much imperial. I, I think that all kinds of comes together of why they would want more control. Because mm-hmm. at the same time, I think we're going to see where maybe the Kaminoans have more control than the emperor would like. I think that's going to be interesting because um, we also see, ooh, um, <laughs> I'm trying to find her name. Can we see? Um the female character, no, She's been in episodes before. I'm trying um, to
1: remember her name. I can hear Daniel Logan's tiny voice. But she
0: does... no, it's not her. It's oh. not Tanwi. Uh it's a different she's actually a doctor. Tan-we is like advisor to uh, you know, uh Lama Sue. She, she she's political. Um ah. the other lady's a scientist, but um later on when um I forget what they're trying to do, but she end up help she's she end up she ends up helping Omega and Bad Batch a little bit by like rerouting some stuff or, or whatever yeah. so like she contributes so it's almost one of those things where it's just like wait a minute because are yeah. you are you good guy or are you just anti empire
1: it's I always think of characters like DJ in that moment of like there is no side we're all like these are people oh, yeah. fighting for themselves I don't
0: think she's at the end of the day being like haha may the force be with you because Jedi rule no I no. think she's just like no. They're they're messing with my money. Exactly. Because that's essentially what's happening is they've been funded by the Republic for so long. Now they're basically saying, hey, contract's up. Yeah. So, of course, and that's what I think is going to be an interesting conflict later is I think the Kaminoans are going to come into conflict with the Empire. So I think that contributes to maybe why they're like, hey, we want full control of the clones. Yeah. Because I don't think they have that. I think there's the idea they do, but I think deep down they don't because they don't make them. Mm -hmm. but you can control, you know, um, uh, brainwashed citizens, you know, and you don't actually have to hypnotize people to brainwash them. It's all in the the media and all this other stuff. Patriotism is a powerful thing. Exactly, And, and I think that's what's about the Imperial Academy. I think that's what they're building, too, is this idea of, again, people welcoming enslavement and fascism, like people openly accepting this thing. Like they did with the emperor.
1: Yeah, there's no real life example. They of that. voted for him.
0: Like, you know. So, anyway, um, so Tarkin tests them. They're like, yeah, if you can do this thing, then you can live, basically. Um, and because, again, it's just this idea if we can't control them, they're a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I think that Kaminoans are going to be interesting later. So he sends them to Onderon, and that should instantly sound familiar to everyone. Yes. And of course, because we see that it's uh, a meetup with well, not a meetup. They they're meant to kill Sagarrera. They
1: just sort of show up. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Uh, but they're they're meant to kill these insurgents, separatist insurgents. Yeah. What's funny is the Republic was sent there to help them resist their own government that was serving the separatists. So it's the, like how the script has changed. It's so interesting. Oh, the
1: turntables.
0: Right. So. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, and that's why, like, no, don't talk to the separatists. They're evil. They'll trick yeah. you, blah, blah, blah. Because if you talk to your enemy, you might find out that they're not as much of an enemy as you think they are. Yeah. Uh, and that's just all it happens. They talk. Uh, and this is really, I think, the breaking point for Crosshair, where it's just like, what do you, like, good soldiers follow orders. What? Why aren't you just doing what you're told?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and again, it comes up, with like, why would they start doing that now? Like, they've never been obedient yeah they've been cool they've been good boys they've never been obedient (laughs) so like and you know it makes no sense but i think that's the the breaking point of where he's just like okay you let the kid go on collar um and and the fact that hunter knows he has to lie to crosshair at that moment like he lies and says canaan died because he knows I think even without the Order 66 stuff, because they don't know much about that at that point, but, like, even without that, he knows Crosshair's too out there. Yeah. So I'd, I'd, I think it's interesting that he already didn't really trust him.
1: Yeah, I, I love those moments between the two of them of just, like, what are you doing? No, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, well, and they, they definitely represent interesting sides of the coin and everything. Yeah. Um, and so when they get back, of course, then, you know, it's like, wait, you didn't kill them, you talked to them. Mm -hmm. um well yeah now you're you're going to jail for that um cool so and it was I I think Tarkin knew what was going to happen I think one way or another he knew they weren't going to follow orders so Mm -hmm. the whole point was just to get get an excuse um much like with fives to be able to eliminate them because they were problematic um we get great moments because uh Omega's with them. Um, and, uh, they get the great, yeah, they get the great prison break where, like I said, record proves, like, there's brilliance to his disaster and everything, and, um, you know, Omega gets involved in it, and really starts to feel like a member and everything. Meanwhile, Crosshair is getting, um, amplified in his, uh, clone juices and, and whatnot. Um, so, I I don't know. I feel like there was still enough there he would have made the choice anyway, I, I feel agree. like this took away any conflict. Mm-hmm. I think as whereas before he probably wouldn't have killed his brothers, I think now he's full obedient. Like, And I yeah. think that's something that tweaks in um, yeah. post-order 66 syndrome is we see where they're willing to follow orders to the extent of killing their own kind.
1: Yeah, and it, it makes me wonder where we're going to end up mm-hmm. with Crosshair. Like, I think he's gonna
0: die. I don't think they're saving him.
1: I don't want him to die.
0: I don't know. I I mean, they gotta do something to earn it, but oh, I don't I, care.
1: I want a record of, to get through
0: to him. Oh well, I don't know. Of all the characters, I hope live. He's not high on the list. Yeah. I'll say that. Oh. I don't know. I mean, again, they have to make him more interesting. I mean, I don't mean that in the sense of he's boring. He should die. I just mean more. So it's just like, I think he's serving his purpose. Yeah. So they have to they have to sell me on wanting to save him because he's kind of not yeah. cool. Like, he's not nice. I don't necessarily want to hang out with him. Yeah,
1: but Ohana means family. Uh, family means no one gets left behind.
0: I mean, if they're a spirit, they don't get left behind. They follow you. <laughs> so, Dang, you know. <laughs>
1: I mean, all right. Uh,
0: but, yeah, so basically, uh, and again, I'm an idiot. It was completely obvious when you look at it that he was that uh, dark, tall and handsome uh, dark trooper, he is
1: whatever dark we're, we're going to
0: call them, Um but um, you know we see T's there. I wanted it to be bad. I wanted it to be Cody. I
1: but know. let's be honest,
0: Cody's not that cool.
1: I don't think Cody's gonna show Nobody's up. Nobody's going
0: to Cody and being like, "Hey, we have a special force team. We need you to leave. like, no. Hey, we We're have we have team. some boys breaking hall monitor status. We need you to go police them. Like, you know, go be yeah. good boy.
1: They don't have hall passes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you know, he's he's hall monitor, uh, obedient. Like, whereas Crosshair, he's actually deadly, and he proves that. Like, he actually he he doesn't pull any shots with them and that's that's the difference is now i think he's willing to act on his differences with his brothers
1: yeah whereas before it was just an argument
0: right it was just a, like i i mean i'm going to yeah go but i'm not going to agree and i'm going to complain and sulk the whole time yeah um, um and so oh, yes go ahead
1: yeah. oh i just was i wanted to mention the moment with omega in the ship
0: yeah, like, well, and that's really where we are. Is so they escape Camino to try and find some semblance of yeah. what life is going to be like because they weren't really breaking orders to be like, no, we want to live and you know farm and they didn't have dreams or aspirations. They yeah. just didn't want to follow orders. Exactly. That's what's so much more interesting about them than Rex, where Rex had intention, like he wanted to save his friend and he wanted to ultimately make things right. Mm-hmm. They don't care. They just don't want to die,
1: it's fair, and don't
0: want to serve the emperor. Yeah. Like I, I, you know, it's so I. I'm with it. I, like I'm. It's basic, but I. I'm here. I. I get. I. I understand. Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah. and that last moment that we end on it, another example of making the mundane and extraordinary is something we've seen a thousand times. Mm-hmm. The jump to hyperspace. Is yeah, it, seeing it through the eyes oh, of absolutely. an extraordinarily special shot. Yeah. Like, that made me like tear it, up yeah, a little bit. Well
0: it it's something that brings you back to enjoying Star Wars. Yeah. Like I, I think it's one of those unique things that just brings you back to like this is like yeah. we're we should all be Omega when we're watching Star Wars. Yes. It's that just like wonder and amazement, uh, you know, this this newness and this uniqueness, because yeah. that's really what it is. Is It's just like, I've never seen anything like this. It's beautiful. It's amazing.
1: You know what it reminded me of? Mm-hmm. The first time that we went on Star Tours.
0: Stop. Star- no, <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> so, we went on Star Tours for the
1: first time. Your first Disney trip. Yes. I watched your face through almost that entire thing. And it was the same, like, big-eyed, we're in Star Wars yeah, kind of look. Okay. And it made me just feel something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay yeah anyway i'm not um, gonna make you cry It's not that so
0: kind of day. again it, it it leaves off and in the second episode we have obviously seen and everything but it follows up to that of they're just trying to figure out what life is going to be like and yeah. i think that's what's the lingering question of what we're hoping to see and everything and what's interesting yeah. about what's coming next in bad batch is what are they going to do i mean because yeah. they might not be good soldiers like your typical idea, but they are soldiers through and through. So it's like, how do they go from one to the other? And how do they do that with one of their own and the empire on their tail? And so I think we're going to get some interesting stuff. I'm excited. Um, I, I think that the trailers have promised some interesting adventures. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we're getting another, which I don't know how certain people feel about it. You know, it's another one of those, hey, reluctant dad, adopts a child characters.
1: I'm all for it, baby.
0: I think it's interesting. I mean, face facts, people, there are children out there. They they gotta be adopted somehow. <laughs> like you know like I don't know. It's it's yeah. just like you expect Grogu to be the only needy child for a dad. Like and come on. Like Jesus. Yeah. So it's I, I don't know what you expect. I, I think this is unique in many ways from other, you know, um uh, adopt this miscreant child uh, you know, stories. I I think there's Plenty unique things happening and going to happen in the show yeah. that it's not completely built on. We've got to protect this kid yeah. and blah, 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 blah. Which
1: I think it's so awesome how each member of the Bad Batch interacts with Omega in, in a their different unique way. way yeah. It's so great.
0: Well, and that's the thing, is it, I think it's going to be about building their unique family. I think it's just going to be that. And, yeah. I, you know, uh, what that adds to the universe, I don't know, but I think it's going to be fun. Like, I, you know, I'm not really thinking about. Well, but how does that work? Were they always out there when episode four happened? Why didn't they help? Like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't care. I, I just, Who the heck I, cares, I hope man? it's just a good ride. Like I, I, At the end of the day, that's all I'm hoping for is that it's fun. It's a good show. Exactly. And I think it will be. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we'll be excited to circle back around when we have all of the episodes, the whole story, to talk about it, and um, we'll see where we leave off. I'm sure it's going to be a disappointing cliffhanger because uh, I know they're going to want a season two.
1: Um, I want, a season I want two to see. I want to see. Oh yeah, I'm and here for two episodes in, and I want a season. I don't five. think
0: we're getting. I, yeah, I don't think we're getting family picnic um, as we, you know, you know, wander into the sunset at the end. I think we're getting something yes. uh, interesting.
1: What season do you teased. think Maul's going to show up in?
0: I hope he doesn't. I think if anything, maybe show new, uh, new and early Inquisitors. I don't think Maul needs to show up. Um, I just. Well, yes.
1: I, think I, I don't
0: think so. I don't think he. I don't think he matters for this story.
1: Even if it's just like him I feel like that's much. popping up in the background. That'd be great. Yeah,
0: I feel like that's much um, just because they have no point of reference and association with Maul. I'm
1: a simple woman.
0: I I, I get it. I think there's plenty of interesting um, appearances they could do. Um, I, hope I just don't saw think. Shows back up. I, I I I would like that. I would like if he becomes important again later. I think there's things that can happen um, that bring it close to current events, but not too close. Because, again, they are unique. They're very independent. I think they could tell new and interesting stories as they seek to be a family um, journeying through space together. So I don't think it has to be tied to anything too big or interesting. But who knows? Anything is possible. Um, Again, I do think we're going to get another season. So it's Mm -hmm. not all going to have to happen now and here. So if it doesn't happen now, it'll happen eventually. Um, other than that, um, thank you to our patrons who uh, pay for this content and um, who help make it happen. Yeah. Um, thank you and shout out to our friends over the red five network podcasts of people that are very cool and interesting and you should check them out um, different perspectives and different views on the same things we love and all that good stuff so, uh, and then also Game Infinite, um,
1: yeah. all kinds of
0: cool gaming stuff is always happening. You want to um, see pictures
1: related Demetrusk? Right, <laughs> there she um, goes.
0: you know. And uh, if you uh, love games and gaming characters, cosplay art, all that, we share it all the time over on Game Infinite with uh, Jesse. So uh, Twitter, Instagram, Game Infinite, uh, check it out. Uh, and then other than that, we will be back soon um, with. Something. I know, I know, we're talking Saw. Um, we're talking horror, finally, on Nerdyverse, which is interesting. Um, but then we've also got yes. um, our We Love Revenge of the Sith coming up. So we're going to be talking about that, which is ironic, considering we just finished talking about Order 66. Yeah. Um, but then, um, yeah, we've got uh, Hat chatter down the road and all kinds of stuff. We've got a lot of planned things, which is exciting. We've got more planned than we've ever gotten planned. Um, and it's pretty pretty interesting. Uh, We're going to be covering a wide swath of things and we um, are are already stepping into new and interesting topics and uh, adventures to enjoy um, with you on this podcast. So hopefully you enjoy it. Let us and others know you enjoy it by liking, rating, sharing, all that wonderful stuff. Um, Anything you can do to um, share and promote, uh, it it means a lot. That that really Mm -hmm. spreads it out there and shares it. With uh, new and interesting folks. Really,
1: butters are croissants. Exactly.
0: Butters are biscuits. So uh, biscuit. without further, further ado, I've been a Little Biscuit. <laughs> That's been just Big Biscuit. <laughs> <sip of water. laughs> Make sure to bring the butter next time and we'll see you around.
1: Honey butter. <laughs>